pants and like forgot to put their underwear back on. How do you just forget to put your underwear back on? No clue. You just shouldn't get in her car and like realize that she's not wearing underwear. And, and then, then be like, like, I left the thong at the salon. Like, Welcome back to the Social Soul Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Jess. And before we dive into today's episode, we do just want to give you guys a reminder that it is time to vote. So it's past the registration deadline, I believe, but ballot or polling stations are open now. So you can actually physically go vote. So get out there and go vote. You guys, you can go to vote.org to actually find polling stations in your area. So uh, we are in Washington and typically, I mean, you can mail in ballots Mm -hmm. here, but Haley and I just decided we are actually going to go to a polling station and vote together old school style. I really want an I voted sticker. So that's why. (laughs) for the sticker. Well, yeah. (laughs) I've never gotten one before. I've never taken voting seriously. And this year I'm like, I feel like I have an obligation. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to get an I fucking voted sticker. I might write fucking it on the sticker. Maybe like, we should just create our own stickers. Let's <laughs> say I fucking voted. Social Soul Podcast. <laughs> this is our first merch that's going to be coming out. <laughs> oh, oh my God. But yeah, so we're going to be making that happen. And obviously we want to show you guys that we are serious about voting. We've been telling you guys to vote in previous episodes. So we want to make sure that you guys are actually seeing that we are actually voting. Mm -hmm. We're not just telling you to go vote. Yeah, it definitely (laughs) seems like a dreadful thing to do, like filling out your ballot. But the thing is, is that it's it's really important. So that's why we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. And the world is fucked up. So let's (laughs) change it. (laughs) And the other thing that we do want to highlight is our sponsor, Clean Craft. Um, Obviously, you guys have seen us posting about Clean Craft for a while now. We both absolutely love it. Um, Hemp extract beverages. And you can buy on Amazon Mm -hmm. now. So you can buy two places. You can buy on their website and use our promo code, which is SOUL. Or you can buy through the Amazon storefront that will be linked in the show notes. Yes. And the reason we love these, so me and Jessica found Clean Craft at a holiday party like at the bar. And then she did some like crazy research and found out that they were a Seattle-based company. And we just got super excited because it's like a non-alcoholic option. And we're like, they're based in Seattle. They're here at this party. And I'm like, fuck yeah. So... I love that you called it crazy research when all I did was stalk them on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we call crazy research these days. Uh, I feel like I wouldn't have done that, though. So, (laughs) well, okay. so for the record, I did have a friend. He's an artist in Seattle, and he did the artwork inside their distiller or their tasting room. Yeah, okay. And so I had seen them. Yeah. And then when we saw them at the holiday party, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is the same brand that he just did the artwork Mm -hmm. for. And then we tried their drinks, loved them. And then that's when we went to the tasting room. Okay. And yep. I was like, my friend did all of the artwork yes. in here. And then yeah. I remember sitting in the tasting room looking at their like menu. And it was like, we realized that the Sober Curious movement was blowing up. And I was like, God, I feel like understood and heard. So this is totally a brand that we can get behind and support. That's why we're so obsessed. And I do also want people to know if you are in the Seattle area, I don't know if their tasting room is going to be opening back up after this, obviously, pandemic. 
I'm not sure. But if it does, go check it out. Um, they actually do have booze there mm-hmm. that you can put in it yep. if you need to, but you don't really need to because it's still delicious. Mm-hmm. And the bartender there made us some really good mocktails. Yes. Like mixed with some delicious ingredients. Yes. They were so good. So he can get that done there too. Yeah. All right. So we're going to dive into today's episode. <laughs> this might be pretty funny because we're going to be talking about some customer service experiences that we've both had. So like my customer service experience, I worked at a tanning salon for about six years. Um, I worked at a coffee stand briefly, and then I worked at a credit union. But most of my funny customer service experiences are from the tanning salon. But I know so many people have like experiences dealing with customers and just like weird shit that happens. So that's why I'm excited. If anybody has worked in the customer service industry, they know that it is shit. (laughs) And to be honest, I feel like everybody should work in the customer service industry at some point in their life Mm -hmm. because you learn so much about the people around you. Yeah. And you really learn how terrible people can be. You know, I feel like I really strive in customer service because I am like such a people pleaser. And I feel like customer service is like people pleasing. So I do feel like, I don't know, like it is something... Like people are like customer service sucks, but it's like, I don't hate it. I just hate dealing with upset customers. That's the shitty part. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've always done good in customer service for that same reason. Yeah. However, people drain my energy. Mm -hmm. So like whether you are somebody at the bar telling me a funny story or somebody at the bar yelling at me, I am still being drained just talking to you. So like customer service was fun while I lasted through it and interesting and it taught me a lot but I am so glad to be out of it because I am not that like just I don't know what's the what's the word I'm like I was just hypersensitive to everything going on and so by the end of the shift I remember coming home from my shifts I worked at a few different bars that's what I'll be sharing my stories from but I would come home from my bar shifts and I was living with my ex-boyfriends at mm-hmm. the time. Ex-boyfriends. I, was like, I lived Plural. with two ex-boyfriends. I didn't live with them at the same time. <laughs> was not a, tr- a throuple thing. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> now I'm thinking about it, though. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Off subject. <laughs> I'd come home from my bar shifts from pleasing people and yes. talking to people all night. And I literally would be like, I can't talk. Yeah. Like, I just need to sit in silence Mm -hmm. for the rest of the evening. For sure. I do remember feeling that way because you kind of have to, like, put on a smile Mm -hmm. and, like, you deal with so many different types of people. And then somebody is, like, can be in your face, like, telling you this story that you really don't give a shit about. And you have to sit there like you're doing right now, shaking your head, Uh smiling, (laughs) and your face fucking hurts. And you're just like, "Uh uh-huh. How can I wrap this up? Like... I remember so many times that, so when I worked at the tanning salon, um, I remember one customer coming in. Actually, I don't even know if he was a customer. He just came in and it was like right before closing time. And there was all of this shit that I had to do, like clean this lawn, lock up, do the laundry. And this guy was literally talking to me at the front desk, not a customer for absolutely no reason. And I'm like, okay, I like, I've got to go. I've got to get moving. Like, I don't have the time or the energy for this. Like, I'm happy to talk to you for a few minutes, but like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no one to stop, please. Okay, number one pet peeve that we will highlight right now. 
not paying attention to the closing hours on a business that you're going into. That drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. I worked at a lot of bars. We were open late. I'm sorry, sir, but it's almost two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I would like to go home and go to bed. I've been on my feet for eight hours serving people. Like We're closed. Get the fuck out. I'm sorry that you are too drunk to drive. Call a fucking Uber. Like, get your ass out of here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm over it. (laughs) But people do that. They will just, and the people that show up right before close like that. Mm -hmm. It blows my mind. Well, it's like, also, it's like, be able to take some, like, cues. Like, I feel like I'm giving you the cues. (laughs) Like, I'm trying to, like, walk away and you just keep fucking talking. (laughs) (laughs) I just, oh my God. Yeah. Horrid. Wait, this actually makes me think of a couple situations. So you talk about don't like right before closing. Mm -hmm. So I used to have this one customer that would come in. I call him creepy married guy um, because he was married and he was extremely creepy, not just to me, but to like the other girls that I worked with. And I worked at a tanning salon and I had a lot of high school girls working for me. And he was like, He'd like flirt with them. And I'm like, okay, dude, he was like 30 something, but he would always come in. I'm not even kidding you. Like right as I was closing up the salon and then he'd hit on me. And I just so many times I would make Dustin come in or my friends come in and sit with me at closing. Yeah. Yeah. The days that I closed because I didn't know what he was going to do. Like, Mm -hmm. are you going to try to like get in my face? Like he would like put his hand. He'd ask me one time for a tour of the salon and he had been like a customer forever and he like puts his hand on like my low back and I'm like excuse me like I know somebody that knows your wife like you have kids at home what the fuck are you doing like back off so that kind of thing is just like like and that's just freaky <laughs> like obviously he knows you're gonna be the only one there yes at that point he and took that's advantage why he of shows it. up at that mm-hmm. time and just like don't be a fucking creep yeah and he and it's not like he would just do it to me like he would do it to a lot of the other girls at the tanning salon and eventually I like put a note on his account like just be cautious because in a customer service situation it's like you want to be nice you want yeah. to be smiley but it's like Some people don't know where the boundary is Mm -hmm. and it's, I don't know. I think sometimes it's hard for people pleasers and women in customer service positions because people mistake the niceness for flirtation. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I have lots of experience with that. (laughs) So working in a bar, (laughs) like so many fucking times where I've been nice to somebody and they've mistaken it as me hitting on them. And it's just like, dude, I just got you your beer like not every girl is into you I'm not trying to fuck you I'm your server what (laughs) like you asked me for a side of ranch and I gave it to you that does not mean I want to sleep with you oh my god as you okay so in this bar I worked at Mm -hmm. there was this one guy he was an older guy probably I don't know in his 50s he was a construction worker okay always came in after his construction shifts dirtier than hell like just covered in dirt from working construction Mm -hmm. he'd show up he'd always be by himself he'd he'd sit in the bar I always avoided him because he was creepy and I didn't like him he was nice but he was very flirtatious and I was everybody knew me as the girl that wouldn't put up with that shit like I was always the one that would let the other girls take the big 
tippers mm-hmm. that are super fucking creepy. I'm like, I don't care about the money. I don't I'm want to put myself through that. Shit. Yeah. Um, well, this guy took a liking to me and I think he liked me because I was playing hard to get. <laughs> so he would come in. I'd always give him to the other girls. And if I wasn't his server, he would. This is so humiliating. Oh, and it made me so mad. He one time. Okay, for the for the record, he thought tipping three dollars was like <laughs> life changing. He would literally hand you three dollars when he sat down and be like, "This is for you." Oh my god! It's like three fucking dollars. You can't even buy a soda with three dollars these 20. days. Like, <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? It's weird that he would tip you before he sat yeah. down. Okay. Yeah. This is where I was going. So I wasn't his server. I was actually working in the restaurant. Wasn't even working in the bar, but he spotted me. He gave $3 to a busser and asked the busser to go give it to me. <laughs> and that oh. was like his like ploy to get me to like come say hi to him in the bar. Go give her $3. And so what I did, this busser walks up to me and gives me $3. I'm like, why are you giving me this? And she's like, oh, it's like from so-and-so over in the bar. And I was, I looked at it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my God. I don't need your fucking $3. Like, what do you think I am? So I walked over there and I just like slapped the $3 on his table and just walked away. Oh my God. <laughs> From that point on, he never bothered me again. <laughs> I don't want your money. Like stay away. Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. It was the weirdest situation. Oh my God. Like if you handed me like a hundred dollar bill, I mean like maybe. <laughs> Three dollars too? Uh, yeah. I did. Ha- I do remember one he wasn't creepy, but I do remember one customer coming into the tanning salon. He always would buy like expensive packages, which I was really excited because it was a sales job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember he tipped me $20 one time because he was like running late for his appointment. And he was like, can I come in like five minutes after closing? I'll be really fast. And I was like, no problem. I'll be here closing up anyways. So he like tipped me 20 bucks, but it wasn't like a creepy, I want That's anything nice. from you. Yeah. Yeah, see, this guy would, like, tip, like, <laughs> like $3 at first, and then, like, he'd give you, no, like, that's... another dollar, like, when you bring him a beer, and then, like, another dollar when you brought him his food. It's like, oh what kind of God. fucking business are you running here, dude? Like, this is so fucking strange. You're like, this is not a strip club. Why do you have exactly. so many ones? Exactly. It was so <laughs> awkward. Dude, it does seem like he was treating it like a strip club. The worst part Slowly was when he found out, out yeah, when he found out I was leaving, yeah. He asked me where I was going and I was going into the construction industry. Oh. And I was literally terrified that he was going to find me. I would not tell him like where I would not tell him what I was doing. I was like, I'm not fucking mentioning it to this yeah. guy. I don't want him to show up on my job site and hand me three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> what are people going to think? <laughs> it's so fucking awkward. <laughs> I wonder like... <laughs> I don't know. I could just picture it. Like, I wonder what he would be thinking or saying, but that's really funny to think about. Yeah. Uh, speaking of tipping, I do have another tipping story. Is it good or bad? It's good for me, but also bad. Okay. Um. So I used to work a lot of the sports games because I worked at a sports bar. And so I would work all of the Seahawks games. Mm-hmm. And I was working a Seahawks game. This guy came in by himself and he sat down and he was like, I have like a couple people meeting me here, but they're going to be here in like an hour or so. I just came in early to like get a good seat. Like totally fine. People do that all the time on mm-hmm. Seahawks games. 
And he was like, but can I tip you right now? Because I don't want to forget to do it at like the end of the game when like, you know, the excitement's going on. I'm like, yeah, I guess if you want. Like, I totally get that. Yeah. You know, people get distracted. If we lose, they get mad and they yeah. storm off. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like, we win, they get super excited. I'm like, whatever, dude, that's fine. So he was like, just like charge my card for a dollar and then like I'll tip you now. It's like, okay, cool. So I went and I charged his card for a dollar, brought him back, and <laughs> he wrote me my tip. And I walk by and he hands it to me. He's like, here's your tip mm-hmm. for today. I open it. He had tipped me two hundred dollars. Whoa. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, don't get me wrong. People are there for a long time. <laughs> he was probably planning to drink a lot. And I'm just like, but nobody like that is a large tip, mm-hmm. dude. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I've made like ten dollar tips on Seahawks games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, like rad. This guy's awesome. Right. Mm hmm. And I was like, thanks. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, no problem. Like, figured we're going to be here all day. So why not, like, give you what you deserve? I'm like, okay, cool. So long story short, this girl ends up meeting him, who I assumed was his girlfriend. They were all over each other. Uh huh. They were drinking Bud Light the whole time. Bud Light is a very watered down (laughs) beer. Most people who drink Bud Light don't get very drunk <laughs> off of Bud Light. I'll be honest. Like, if, unless you're at a frat party, yeah. you don't get very drunk off of Bud Light in a restaurant. They were getting a little drunk. They're getting buzzed on so Bud Light. So I was Light. like, okay, I need to slow their roll, right? Mm-hmm. They were very handsy with each other. Um, so obviously the game's going on. There's like a thousand other tables that I'm taking care of at the same time. But I'm like kind of watching them, you know, making sure that they don't get too drunk, blah, blah, blah. Well, my manager comes up to me during the game at one point and is like, hey, what's up with like your table 82? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, the girl keeps going to the front to um, the front door and telling us that she needs help. What? And I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you? They've not said anything to me. Like they're acting like they're so in love at this table. Oh, my God. So <laughs> every time I would walk away. She would like go up to the front desk and she'd tell the girls that like to like protect her from him at her table. What? It was the weirdest thing. Did and you... like the the hostesses were like, we don't know what to do with this girl. Like she keeps coming and it's hiding like, do, behind the front desk. Do we call the cops? Right. And I was like, every time I go over there, they're acting totally fine. This is so strange. So I finally started paying more attention. Right. And then I realized like he's starting to like touch her and she's kind of like pulling away and like getting annoyed. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, some shit's actually going on. Then all of a sudden she gets up and storms out in the middle of the game. He gets up and he follows her Scary. to the front door and she's trying to leave and he won't let her leave. And he's like grabbing her. <gasps> and so the cops had to get called and <laughs> there was this whole commotion. He was very apologetic but what like, the she fuck was, was very happening? Scared. I have no idea what was happening. But the best part, not the best part, is terribly sad. But this is the best part for me. He's like, he's like, oh, the cops are like, sir, you need to leave. Like something's going on. You need to leave the premise. And he was like, OK, 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 I'll leave. I'll leave. I'll leave. But he's like, but I have to like cash out first. I can't just like leave my bill open. And mm-hmm. they're like, OK, we get it. So I brought him his check. Like, here's your check, sir. You already tipped me. I told him that. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about that. Just sign it and you can go. He signs it and he tips me 200 more dollars. <gasps> he fa- And I was like, sir, you already tipped me. And he's like, yeah, I know. He's like, this is just for you. 
dude, I wonder if he was like some sort of like sugar daddy or like something. That's, that's like how I feel. Yeah. I feel like he was paying me to like let him be an asshole. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. And I just, I've never been tipped that much in my life in one shift. I was ecstatic about it, but I felt like it was blood money. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, this just, this feels like dirty money. Yeah. Wait, so did, what happened? Did the girl leave with him? No, she left separate. Okay. And then the like, cops like escorted him away. I don't oh think God. they took him like anywhere. Okay. But yeah, it was the weirdest situation. But yeah, I did not, I did not feel good about the whole thing or the money. So then after the game. I went to a bar with all my coworkers mm-hmm. and I bought my coworkers drinks all night long. Oh, nice. I woke up with $30 the next day. <laughs> yeah. Baller. So that dirty money got used. <laughs> That's for sure. That's wild. It was the craziest situation. That is so wild. One of my weirder stories. I remember one time, I totally forgot about this until now, but I remember at the tanning salon, we were kind of talking about like people like flirting with you and like Mm -hmm. being flirtatious. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was not 21, but this guy came in and tanned and then he left, but then he came back in with like airplane sized bottles of Bacardi and was trying to get me to take shots with him while I was at work. What? And I was like... First of all, I'm not even legal drinking age. Second of all, I'm at fucking work. Like, what the fuck? It was the weirdest thing. This is so ballsy. Yeah. I think I took a picture of the Bacardi bottles and posted them on Facebook. Like, what the fuck is this guy thinking? He was just like a regular customer? Yeah. I mean, just kind of one of those like more flirtatious customers. Like, what a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Who does that? I don't know. I was like what the fuck like why are you back here like and then you want me to get drunk at work like oh come my on god that isn't that's insane it's, it's a little creepy too i mean like i've had people be like take a shot with me when i work at the bar yeah but like they're not like handing me airplane shooters mm-hmm. out of their pocket i know it was so weird what the fuck? i don't yeah. know at all <laughs> so weird um i'm curious if you had um any like embarrassing things that you did when you first started working customer service like when you first started at the tanning salon and you were learning things was um, there anything I actually have it's not embarrassing <laughs> but it's kind of bad okay okay I'm super curious <laughs> so I was um just an employee at the tanning salon I wasn't the manager at this point and I was working the desk and I get a call one day from this woman who wanted to talk to my manager and she was being really like snarky, really rude. Um, so I was like, okay, like I'll have my manager call you. And so I left a note for my manager, but I left like a sticky note on the desk <laughs> that, oh no, that was like visible. Oh no. Um, apparently I didn't think about it, but it was like, Hey Danny, like so-and-so wants you to call her back. Here's her number. She sounded upset and like a bitch. Okay, <laughs> so what's wild is then this this customer comes in to tan, and I have the note on the desk. She sees the note. <laughs> oh my she didn't say anything to me, but what was interesting is that she was the mom of one of the other employees working there that we were kind of having some problems with, and she was, like, saying that we had closed, so she was, like, complaining about the salon that her daughter worked at. It was just weird, um, so she had my 
the owner of the tanning salon's phone number. She called him. She told him about the note. My boss calls me and he's like, hey, (laughs) I just got a call from this customer. She said this, like, what's going on? I 100% lied. And I said, oh, yeah, the note just said, like, to call her back and love you, bitch, at the end because me and my manager were friends. So I lied about it (laughs) (laughs) and I got away with it. But then what was interesting, too, is that same night, the so it was um, the mom of one of the girls that worked there. She came in. And so I like hid the note and like shoved it in my pocket. She didn't say anything, but she like she totally fucking knew. It was horrible. That is hysterical. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, lesson learned. <laughs> like sticky notes can get you in trouble. Put it in a binder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Keep that shit as private as you possibly uh, can. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, it was bad. What about you? Um I think I had like two incidences when I started working like when I started serving at bars um, that I deeply regret. Um, (laughs) First one being um, before my shift, my coworker and I had went to the beach and we actually had gotten our purses stolen out of my car. Oh, I remember that. We were at the beach. And this was right before we had to go into work. So we were super pissed off and annoyed. So we decided to get high. And then go into work just to make the shift a little bit easier since we had a shit day. You definitely weren't a smoker back then either. No. Yeah. So we smoked some weed. We both went into work. Oh, God. I felt like everything was in slow motion. (laughs) You know, like when you're super stoned and like your movements are just like feel slow. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was like the longest shift of my oh life. Oh, my God. Not to mention everything somebody, like everything people were telling me, I could not remember to save my life. Oh, shit. Because I was just like hearing conversations on the other side of the restaurant while I was like talking to this person. Oh, my God. Like, you know, you can hear like, mm-hmm. every conversation when you're high. You're like hyper aware. Oh, and then the phone ringing. And I was just like, oh, my God. It was so, <laughs> so bad. Did you feel like everybody knew? Oh, I feel like they had to. Yeah. I mean, like I ran into the counter like five times, like (laughs) going back to like get dishes and stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking terrible. That is shitty. Yeah. So that was the only time I ever did that before work. Mm -hmm. Learned my lesson. Um, The second embarrassing moment was probably this is probably a standard thing that probably everybody who's worked at a bar has done at some point. But it still was really terrible. Oh, God. I worked at this bar and we had we were forced to use trays to drop off drinks. And like ranch. (laughs) To literally drop off a a side of ranch. You had to use a tray. It was monstrous. But we had these 22 ounce beer glasses that were top heavy. And they would not let you carry two of them in your hand. Uh You had to put them on a tray. How many times we told our managers, do you know? Like how easy this is going to be to spill mm-hmm. because you're putting having me put top heavy glasses yes. on a tray and carry it with one hand through the bar, through the bar, through the busy fucking yeah. bar. Hopefully somebody doesn't bump me. So I had this table of luckily very nice older people. They all ordered 22 ounce beers. There was four of them. So I had four top heavy mm-hmm. 22 ounce beer glasses on a tray. Oh, God. And I walked over to their table. And when I got to their table, I tripped. <gasps> And I dumped their oh. beers all over 
like oh, the one guy no. that was closest to me. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing I knew to come up with was like, I really hope you're not the one driving. <laughs> thing i had to say oh my after god i dumped all four beers into oh his lap. my god luckily they were very nice and he was like he, he noticed the like the glasses and he yeah. was like i can't believe they even make you put those on a tray he was like that's just like setting you up for failure yeah what the and i was frick? like i'm so sorry did that happen to anybody else who worked there um did you people dropped happen? drinks like those glasses were always the ones that were shattering okay. on the floor like they, it was impossible <laughs> It's this just re- reminds me, I know Tiana one time when she was training to be a server at a restaurant, they were doing like a, I don't know, what do they do? Wine ceremonies where they like pop the bottle. Oh I don't know. God, yeah. Mm-hmm. She fucking spilt the wine <laughs> all over somebody, but she was training. She said nothing and she ran to the bathroom because she was so embarrassed. I asked a table to open their own bottle of wine once because I couldn't get it open. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, uh, that was a low moment in my serving career. (laughs) And they were not very happy about it. My manager was not very happy about it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not a fancy person. I don't know how to fucking open a wine bottle. I'll pour you a beer, but like, drink beer. Okay. (laughs) I can use a bottle opener, but not like a wine opener. (laughs) Those, those things are hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's not easy. No. And I have like no arm strength. So I'm just screwed when it comes to opening a bottle. <laughs> oh God. Uh, um. Okay. The only so I mentioned I worked at the tanning salon, and I do have a couple of funny stories about like people and like naked people and like yeah, experiences yeah, yeah. like that. Um. So I think that this is kind of funny because so I I didn't like if I had to see somebody naked like fine because. I would help people with spray tans like a lot of the time. Okay. I just want to like restate that <laughs> phrase that you just said about your workplace. Uh, if I have to see people that's na- that are naked, it's totally fine. Well, I think about like my workplace. If I would have saw somebody naked, it would have been the most horrifying yeah, thing ever. So it's so funny. It's just a different dynamic because like with the tanning salon in like a spray tan booth, people are going in there taking their clothes off and then they're like getting sprayed with this like yeah. spray tanner and um, one of the spray tan booths that we had sometimes would leave like streaks on the backs of people's legs. So I would literally like people would like open the door like, hey, can you help me? And then they'd be butt ass naked and I'd have to go in there and like help them blend shit in. So you just rub them <laughs> on their legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the towel. So you rubbed people for your job. When they were naked. Me. Yeah. Did you get tipped three dollars? <sighs> Nobody. They ever, didn't give you three dollars for that. No mother. No. Wow. You should have had the construction worker. <laughs> yeah. Come in there. Yeah. He probably would have tipped you $3 for rubbing the back of his legs. <laughs> no, but there was one time too where this woman asked me to put lotion on her back, which is not something I ever fucking did for anybody. I don't know why I said yes to this woman. Um, and it was just her back, so it's not like I saw her boobs. Her pants were on, but when she took her shirt off, her thong was halfway up her fucking back, and I'm like rubbing lotion on her back, and I'm like, I could literally like snap your fucking thong right now. Like this <laughs> <You> is <shut up. laughs> so weird. What the fuck? Like I'm getting out of here so fast. That is so awkward. Yeah, 
Dustin used to joke about it because I met Dustin at the tanning salon. Yeah. Obviously, you know that. He'd be like, so are you going to come put lotion on my back? And I'm like, oh, my, oh God. my God. That's a perfect scenario for if you are dating somebody, though, to just like give him a quick rub down in the back room. <laughs> like, hey, honey, you want to come visit me at work? <laughs> I can help you with that lotion. <laughs> Do you need that lotion rubbed in again? Yeah. <laughs> And then there was one time, too, where um, somebody left their underwear behind because you'd, oh like, gosh. strip down, go into the tanning bed, come out, get dressed, and this person, like, forgot to put their underwear back on. How do you just forget to put your underwear back on? No clue. You just shouldn't get in her car and, like, realize that she's not wearing underwear. <laughs> and, and then, then be like, like, I left the thong at the salon. Like, <laughs> I would go back in. I threw it away, for sure. Well, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else you would do. Just keep it. Dirty <laughs> Wash it. Put it in the lost and found. Like, just so you know, I threw it away. <laughs> I fucking hope so. <laughs> I didn't keep it. Actually, I, I still have it. Like, <laughs> It's my favorite pair. <laughs> I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> um, um, I'm curious if you had any like. Because I obviously we can tell like customer stories forever mm-hmm. with customer service. But what about like any certain situations with coworkers or like managers, bosses, any like funny or horrific stories of any of them? I'm going to let you go first. Can you think of anything? <laughs> yeah. I OK, some. you go first. <laughs> OK, while you think about it. Yeah. OK, so um, I worked with this terrible girl and you know who I'm talking about you'll get it as soon as I start telling the story okay. and she would work with me in the bar she was a not a very nice lady she was older and she would do this thing where if anybody's worked in a bar will understand what I'm saying if you haven't worked in a bar you probably don't get this very much but there would be the two of us working in a bar when you're working in a bar with another person you split the tables This person gets 50%. The other person gets 50%. Mm -hmm. You have tables that are marked that are yours. Those sections are already predetermined. Yes. Or you alternate. Vice versa. Same thing, right? 50-50. I worked with this girl who, if I was back at like the POS system putting in an order Mm -hmm. and somebody came and sat down at one of my tables, she would greet them and then she would claim them. And she'd come up to me and she'd tell me like, oh, table... 67 just sat down I got them waters though so I'll take them and I'm like bitch you can't just take them yeah what I'm sorry that I was putting in this order and like she would literally like race me to greet tables. yeah the worst part so it's like she, you're competing yeah and I'm like that's not how this fucking works it's 50 50 mm-hmm. like get off my fucking ass yeah thanks for getting my table of waters right now I'll take them the worst part though is she would greet tables she would claim that they're there that her there are hers and then she would never check up on them so as I'm serving the tables that I did have all of her tables which was 80 percent of the bar because she was claiming all of them <laughs> wasn't getting service from her because she was in the back fucking I don't know sucking the manager's dick or something <laughs> and I would be fucking taking care of her tables oh, that she was so at the end getting tipped on. And I had a enough of this. Did girl. you say something? I was so pissed. I was never nice to her. I was always a complete bitch to her because mm-hmm. I wanted her to know how much I hated her and how she worked. Mm-hmm. And I finally asked my manager. I was like, because he would ask me to cover shifts and I'd be like, well, is she working? And he'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, then I'm not going to fucking work it. 
And like, if you want me to work, don't schedule me with her. Mm-hmm. Like, period. Or tell her what's up. Yeah. Or fucking reprimand her for mm-hmm. the bullshit that she's doing. They never did because, like I said, she was probably sucking their dick. <laughs> um, and so I was just dealing with it on my own. I finally was working with her one Friday night and she was stealing all my tables. And I finally said, looks like you don't even fucking need me here. And I just left. <gasps> I just fucking walked into my manager's office, took off my apron, and I was like, I'm out. She doesn't need me. She's stealing all my tables anyways. And they were fucking mortified because it was a Friday night, and oh she's my a God. shit server anyways. Good for you. And I was like, I'm done. And I fucking left. <laughs> and I was so proud of myself. She probably hates me, though, but it's Did okay. you get in trouble? No, I didn't get in trouble because I had multiple people that backed me up uh-huh. that were like, that's what she does. She's yeah. fucking ruthless to work with. Oh, like, nobody so liked working with mm-hmm. her, so... They understood, and eventually I quit soon after, so I didn't really have to deal with it much longer. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. That's funny. Yeah, you know that. Well, so I never really had the experience of, like, having to work with other people because I was typically by myself, except when I was at the bank, and the bank is, like, a very regulated place, so, like, obviously people weren't doing weird shit or, like... Mm -hmm stealing my tables or whatever it wasn't the bar industry (laughs) yeah 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 um I mean I definitely think like I had some experiences with people that like I had to fire as a manager like that weren't doing a good job or like dealing with people's drama okay this is so interesting because like I only ever dealt with managers but you were actually a manager Mm -hmm. So this is so funny because this is like both sides. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's funny because I do feel like I could be a way more effective manager now. Um, I do feel like I was a really good manager then. Like I had like a really, yeah, like tight, cohesive team. Um, But I do feel like I wasn't always the most direct with people when I was managing them. Um, So like sometimes I'd like beat around the bush and like try to keep everybody happy Mm -hmm. without being like really spot on. Um, but yeah, I definitely had situations where I had to like call people out and like ask for their keys back and like fire them. Oh, and so terrifying. Yeah. I don't want to like call anybody out. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Yeah. It's funny though, because like I've ran into like two people that I had worked with that like left and one of them was like totally a snotty little, she was like just really snarky. And I was like, this is exactly why you got fired, because you were being a total fucking brat. Um, <laughs> so she but, didn't learn her lesson, is what you're saying. No, no. <laughs> oh, my God. She used to. So she used to fucking take the towels home, like all, our laundry home, because she didn't want to get in trouble for not folding the laundry at nighttime like she was supposed to do. So she would take it home and. And then sneak it back into the salon. Like, she wouldn't say anything. And if somebody was like, where are all of our towels? Like, she would literally take the laundry home. <laughs> I forgot about that. I mean, it's, oh, my God. I'm thinking it kind of sounds efficient, to be honest. But, I mean, you get to fold your laundry at home. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't agree with it. No, I just, I think it was funny because she just, like, was never like, hey, I took the laundry home because I didn't get to finish it. It was always just, like trying to look like she was doing the right thing without really doing the right thing typically yeah she could have just been like hey I didn't finish the laundry can I take it home and fold it and bring it back yeah yeah or just like do your job or just (laughs) not that fucking hard (laughs) at least like or just laundry just put it in the laundry Yeah, but then somebody else who had kind of left on bad terms when I ran into her I think she was really nervous but for me I was like I feel like this just like 
picked up where it left off. Like, I feel like we were like friends. Like, yeah, you left on bad terms. Like, things were like spiteful, but it was like fine to see her. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad I've never been a manager because I've never really liked any of my managers. Yeah. To be quite honest. Yeah. Um, besides my manager I have now at my current job. Love her. She's amazing. That's but like good. the managers I had in bars, um, most of them were um, confused and <laughs> didn't really have their shit together and they really liked to drink. It does not surprise me. So, yeah. I mean, I think I had a manager at the first restaurant I ever worked at, and he was a creep. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know who that is. Uh, yeah, there, You all have stories. Every single yeah, person every you used single, to work with. Every single person, girl and boy, oh my has stories about that guy. Um, actually, one of my coworkers and one of my good friends still... She worked with me at this place and she actually got a drunken phone call from this guy at like two in the morning of him like confessing his love for her. And I think we were like, I don't know, 20 at the time when that happened. Like, and he was like older, 40 something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe 50. I don't know how old he is, (laughs) but it was wild. But um, so he was never a huge creep to me he was more creepy to other people mm-hmm. but I think that's just because I'm just really good at not letting that shit yeah. happen like I just shut it down really fast yeah. and just don't really play along like some people do and but he was mean to me like so one time I hit my head at work I remember yeah and was having a lot of pain. So I went into the doctor's office. I had never been injured on a workplace before. I didn't even know about L and I yeah. or anything. Uh-huh. I just went into the doctor because I had hit my head and I was in a lot of pain. thought maybe I have a concussion. Yeah. I should go get checked out. And they, of course, asked me how it happened. And I told them they're like, oh, this is a workplace industry. Like, we're going to have to have you like fill out these L and I mm-hmm. forms. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? But I did it right. And then I let them know at my work, like, hey, I went into the doctor from when I hit my mm-hmm. head, blah, blah, blah. Here's like the L&I forms. He fucking like sat me down in like the banquet room of the restaurant and interrogated me about why I'm filing an L&I claim on the business. And I was like, I mean, I didn't choose to file an L&I claim. Like I just went to the doctor for yeah. my injury I got her it at work. It happened at the workplace, so it has to be an L&I they claim. They don't give you an option. They don't give you an option. They make you file an mm-hmm. L&I claim. And he was pissed. He was like, I don't know who fucking put you up to this, blah, blah, blah. But this is going to cost our business so much money. That is so annoying. And the worst part is that he was like, I know this was your boyfriend that made you do this. And I was like, excuse me? You've never even met my boyfriend. You yeah, don't even what? know who my boyfriend is. Why are you going to tell me that my boyfriend was the one that told me to file an L&I claim with you guys? I was so pissed. He made me cry. I almost quit that day. Yeah. But I didn't because I needed a job. (laughs) But I was just like, who the fuck are you? Well, and that's like, I feel like that's actually really not okay to do. Like, (laughs) I'm kind of wondering what Dustin would say because he works in insurance. I honestly think there's a lot of things that this guy did that he probably could have been sued over. Mm -hmm. And it could have been proven because there was everybody at the workplace that knew that he was doing this shit. Yeah. Like another girl, she was 16. She was a host. She actually ended up working with me at a different restaurant as when I heard this story. Mm -hmm. Um, She was working at the previous place, then came to the restaurant I had moved on to. 
And she was like, oh my God, you used to work there. I just left there. And she was like, do you know so-and-so? And I was like, oh my God, yes. And I was like, he, he he's still there. And she was like, yeah. And she was like, he was kind of creepy. Like, um, I, or my boyfriend and I broke up and like, I came to work and like, obviously I was like visibly upset. And so like, he asked me what was wrong. And I was like, well, like my boyfriend and I just broke up. And so he told me to take a drive with him and we went and got ice cream. During her shift, she was 16 years old. That is so weird. What fucking manager does that? That is like not okay. I do feel like (laughs) sometimes people in those like situations, like the positions of power, like managers and Mm -hmm. like your bosses and stuff sometimes kind of take advantage of those situations but that's also so risky like Uh uh-huh yeah he was very very risky well because like literally you could get sued for Mm -hmm. something like that like that is I'm glad he never like made a move on her like nothing like that but she still obviously felt uncomfortable and was Mm -hmm. like she's 16 years old she's not gonna tell her manager no exactly she's gonna think that that's what she's supposed to do I I felt so bad for her yeah it's shitty when women get put in those situations. Yeah. He was an asshole. Do you have any other like stories that you can think of? Um, I think my only other thing that I noticed working at the bar, I guess, is probably, and this always irritated me, and people working at the bar will understand. I never understood why me as a server was not allowed to go take a five minute water break. Yet, if I was a smoker, a cigarette smoker, I could take 10 minute cigarette breaks like every half hour if I wanted to. Like me as a non-smoker, I had to cover the tables for the smokers every half hour. Yet, if I walked back into the back to drink water for longer than two minutes, I would get yelled at. So annoying. And that's always been a pet peeve of mine. Oh, my and God. And I think shit needs to change. And I hope shit has changed since yeah. I left the bar industry. <laughs> yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. You weren't even allowed to, like, grab a cracker or, yeah. like, anything. I never really thought about what it would be like, like, being a smoker working in, like, a job like that. Yeah. Well, that's- it's... It's not bad. You get breaks all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You get to go outside and socialize. Like, enjoy it. I'll take over your day. I one time got upset because my manager yelled at me because I was standing in the back drinking my water. And I said, fine, I'll go smoke a cigarette. And I left <laughs> out the back door. And like, clearly, I wasn't a cigarette yeah. smoker. So like, and then I just stood out there for like 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Just like for fucking spite of it. Yeah. I was kind of on right now that I think about it, working at that restaurant. <laughs> I wonder if you um, had any of your health stuff going on at that point, too. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because I just, like, wonder, like, how much of that was, like, causing, like, short temper or mm-hmm. whatever. Because I was very short-tempered at that restaurant. Now that I think about it, it was right before I left and went into construction. And I, right when I, I was already living in the mold house mm-hmm. when I was working at that restaurant. So, yeah. It was definitely all brewing. That's wild. But yeah, I don't think I, I mean, I'm sure I have tons of other horrific customer service stories from the bars, but (laughs) (laughs) none that I can think of that are specific right now. Yeah. Basically, customer service can suck. There are Mm -hmm. a lot of challenges that kind of come up with it, but also it's something that can be really fun and rewarding and you can meet cool people 
Like that's where I met my husband. <laughs> so yeah. I do think that working customer service, you do make a lot of relationships with mm-hmm. a lot of different people and it can be extremely useful. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people that I've met working in the bar industry that I'm still in touch with and people that have like helped me with other things in mm-hmm. life that I met in the bar industry. Yeah. And it's just, it's very useful if you can hang in there and deal with it. Yeah. And I think obviously, like you said, people pleasers are like really good people to be in that industry. But yeah. you also need to just remember to like stick up for yourself mm-hmm. to not let people push you around because people will do that in the customer yeah. service industry. Yeah. I definitely wish I would have had more mm-hmm. of like a backbone sometimes when I was working in customer service. Me and too. I mean, essentially, I still do work in customer service, but I can set boundaries around mm-hmm. it. It's a lot easier to do. Yeah. And I still work in customer service technically right now, too. Um, working the front desk at a naturopathic clinic. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I'm still doing it, but it's just a total different playing field. It's, like, people getting upset about, like, actual medical issues rather than me forgetting their side of ranch. <laughs> or spilling beers on them. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a little bit more necessary when they get upset about something (laughs) if you guys have any funny customer service stories or you can relate with any of this make sure you let us know yes please message us your funny customer service stories because i love reading horrific customer service stories oh my god and i will share them to our story Yes. Maybe we can read some on one of our upcoming episodes we could do that too that would be funny it would be so funny All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time. And don't forget to shop Clean Craft at the Amazon storefront in the show notes. And go vote. Bye, guys. Bye.